Hello, we're back. Hi guys, it's good to be back. Um, so we're on a timer. We've been told we've got 15 minutes. So we'll start the timer after we've just done a little intro. So uh, we're Gordon and Natalie. We've got three children. Uh, we're at Hope Church, sitting born. We sort of lead the church plant. And like you've already heard, three years ago, we left where we were sent from Cornerstone City Church in Medway, where we'd grown up really for about 10, 12 years, something like that. I was an elder on the church there. I was on the staff team um, alongside Adam and Julian um, for, for a while as an elder. And uh, we'd served in lots of different ways. And during that time, our family had grown from just us two. Do you want to say that? From us two to yeah. five and a dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had fertility issues. And so we adopted two children and then fostered another one. Um, we're actually under quarantine at the moment. One of our kids has got COVID. Um, and so our children are downstairs. One of our boys is actually staying with grandparents. He managed to dodge the germs. Yeah, but the rest good. of us are, are fit and healthy. Um, and so, yeah, we'd appreciate your prayers for that. But what we wanted to do is talk to you today about being family together on a mission. And the way we're going to talk about that isn't just like you as a family or you as an individual on mission, but all the time interchangeably, we're going to be thinking of you either as an individual, as a family, or actually even as a church community. And us as churches, commu church communities together, thinking of ourselves, kind of looking at the Bible as a family together on a bit a like mission. Terry was saying about us all being together and all that's all welcoming and being hospitable to one another. Yeah. And so what we're going to do, first of all, that that term, family on mission, oh, let's start the timer. So 15 minutes, start shouting on <laughs> the chat. Otherwise, it'll keep going. Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> if I'm running over or if we're running over. Um, and so family on mission, that's a term. But what we want to do, first of all, is look at the, the word family or mission. So when we think as families individually or collectively, the first thing we can do, we can get into this sort of way of thinking where there's something that's got to be all uh, sacrificed on the altar. So we are we can either have family or we can have mission, but the two don't go together. And so in church life, one of the things that can happen, there's always this tension between things that are happening, like an extra addition in the diary, events to go to, courses to run, uh, places to go, prayer meetings to attend, house groups to go to. And often we feel a tension of, of that, that pulling us away from our family. And mm -hmm. so... A lot of parents, kind of when we have this mindset, will think, well, I can only have one or the other, family or mission, and, and actually I'm going to have to sacrifice something. I'm either going to invest completely in my family and actually the mission's going to have to sort of take a lower priority, or the other happens, actually, like old school missionaries, I'm going to leave my family for a bit and actually go and attend this meeting or this event. And that creates a huge tension. Mm. Um, and then the next kind of mindset that comes and follows on from that is almost like where, you know, in the Bible where it says, as for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. Um, maybe you've kind of made that commitment in your heart as an individual or as a family, but yet this tension still exists. But actually, it's not an either or. It's now a both and. And you're trying to find the balance between these things of kind of being on mission as a family, but also having time together as a family. Um, but the same tension exists of actually like there, there are different priorities and different seasons. And sometimes when life gets really difficult, we have to hunker down as a family. Whereas I think actually the right way of thinking about it is being a family on mission. And so it seems like we're splitting hairs. But actually, when you think of the rhythm of your family life, rather than thinking of extra things you could bolt on, good and right things like mm. prayer meetings and alpha courses and lots of things like that. What would it look like if we thought of our family as the mission, as mm. the actual kind of vehicle for delivering mission? So your house, your, di your dining table, the places you work, rest and play, the relationships that you've got with neighbours and extended family. Um, this is the mission field. And so that's a mm. subtle mind shift. But that then kind of negates some of these tensions that we find with the family or, or the family and mission, where it's kind of like there's this thing that has to be mm. sacrificed 
either way. So just wanted to lay that as a bit of a foundation. Yeah, I, I think I'll just share this quickly. It's like I re my real heart cry is for my kids to know God and to follow him and this family on mission um before we came here i was really praying i was saying god give us a family faith adventure because then i know my kids have no excuse to deny who god is because they'll see it for themselves so this family on mission thing is what we try to do as a family it's not just a principle we thought of but we live it so and we live it because we believe that's what the bible says so i'm going to read from acts 2 yeah. there's just one worse verse worse, worse? one verse that i, I want to share with you and we're going to talk about it and um, that's it so it's acts 2 verse 42 you probably know it really well it says they were devoted to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to the prayers okay and so they were devoted uh, to the apostles teaching fellowship breaking of bread and to prayer and so what we want to do is kind of go over this as the foundation of what it is to be a family on mission mm. we were thinking this morning well yesterday and the day before as we were preparing for this what are all the exciting things we can tell the church that they've never thought of before that they can do being on mission and it'll be revelatory and we really we really felt yeah like god's <laughs> already given it to us we don't need to reinvent the wheel it's about going back to tried and tested methods and actually as best as we can looking at the early church looking mm. at the new testament and trying as faithfully as we can in our day with all the differences there are trying to faithfully replicate that um, through our obedience and through the grace of the Holy Spirit. And so the first one is that the early church or churches, really, when we look at them, church communities, families on mission, the first thing now they is they're devoted. They have mm. given their hearts completely to these four practices, to fellowship. Well, sorry, they're in an order. Apostles so we need to get the, Apostles teaching. We need to get the order right. <laughs> order is important. Apostles teaching, fellowship breaking the bread and then prayer. Mm. Um, and so we're not saying any of these are more important than one another, but the first one that they're devoted to is, is the apostles teaching. And so this covers a couple of things, really. The first thing is being under godly leadership, godly kind of authority, uh, becoming under the authority of scripture. So for this early church, they were under the authority of people that had spent time with Jesus, living with him for three years, and they'd learned his ways They'd learned his practice. They'd learned this new way of grace. Um, it wasn't about the law anymore. It was this new way of grace. And these guys not only knew it in their head, but they knew it in their heart. They'd mm. lived it. They'd imbibed it. It's not taught. It's cool. And so the more time they'd spent with Jesus, they'd become the very message that they wanted to mm. represent. It was fleshed out. These guys lived it out. And so for us as a family of mission, that's the first thing we want to be. We want to be under godly apostolic authority. Mm -hmm. Hence, we've got Adam and Dave King or kind of our authority as a church plant. Um, but equally for us as a family, we want to come under the authority mm -hmm. of Scripture and the authority of the Spirit. There are two authorities in the life of a believer, the authority of the Word of God and the authority of the Spirit of God. And the two things don't contradict one another. Yeah. They complement one another. The Holy Spirit write, wrote the Bible. He loves the Bible. Mm -hmm. He'll never contradict the Bible. And I think a point to bring up about that is about being devoted to the apostles' teaching. It's like not just knowing a load of verses and being able to um, verbalise it, but which I can't do. Um, and not just knowing it, not just having loads of knowledge, but it's actually being, are you willing to put it into practice? That's what being devoted to something is. It's your life is about it. It shows by where your finances go. It shows what you do when you get up in the morning. It shows when you're tired, what you're thinking about. What are you reading? What are you watching on the telly? What? How are you when you're at work? It involves all of these things. That's what being family or mission is as an individual and as a team.
team, it's about being devoted. What are you devoted to? If someone had a snapshot of your life, what would they say you are devoted to? Yeah, and so one of the things that are helpful, do you want to give an example of what we do around our dinner table? As, yeah. as this is under the authority of Scripture. What do we do that others yeah. could try and replicate? Yeah, we, we, we love the Bible, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, one thing we do as a family, we've done it for years, is after we've had dinner, we'll sit with the Bible and we'll read it as a family. And then we'll all say what we think about it, what is God telling us? What does it show us about us and God and Jesus? And what's the Spirit saying? And then we'll pray together. And we do that pretty much every night without yeah. fail. Yeah. And we'll do it whether it's just our nuclear family within this household or we'll do it if we've got friends over as well. Yeah, one of the things that we find is because the word of God is living and it's active yeah. and the Spirit's always wanting to speak to us about our own situation, things that we're going through as a church plant, areas where we've got it wrong, we've missed the mark, areas where we're doing really well and we want to celebrate is more often than not that what we read <laughs> speaks into stuff so recently i had an argument with one of the kids a few days later we're going through the proverbs um and what does it do it speaks about it i'm like hang on a minute this is a bit like what happened the other day wow that's and then it, it brings things up but you're coming under the authority of scripture so we get for some of you like some of you might be uh, single parents or carers you're trying to raise a family on your own and it's really difficult to juggle everything you might live um, on your own some of you may live on your own you may not have any kids and um, for some of you it might be that you're you're with a partner that doesn't follow you mm. in the faith and so it's really difficult to do this but try and think of ways that you can pull scripture into your household yeah. not kind of re not relegating it but not putting it on sort of the church to do it for you but being as for me and my house we will follow the Lord we're going to come under the authority of the Bible we're going to come under that and ask elders or church leaders people in the church people that you, you can follow to help you with that to help you join up some of the dots or, or even meet up with other believers hmm. you know we better move on yeah. just looking at time yeah. the next one next one was about fellowship Oh, I love a bit of fellowship. Um, I think well, how we consider that now is really we think about community, don't we? Think of people together. It's about um, helping one another. It's about being there for one another. We read later on in Acts how they're in and out of each other's homes daily. Mm. It's like, is your door open to other people's? Obviously, ours isn't at this moment in time. But um, are you, you know, I love being here in Hope Church in Sittingbourne. We have really seen fellowship, even in the last week. So I am currently using these to get around a pair of crutches because i've torn my calf muscle and so but people have been wonderful in supporting us they've taken given me lift to work they've um offered to bring meals around go shopping yeah we uh, had someone literally delivered us a costa this morning. this morning yeah yeah and walked our dog thank you so much it was esther yeah. actually thank you esther for doing but that other people have done it too and yeah. we've got people around the corner that invite our kids around to learn to cook some different foods yeah. um who ring up our kids when they've got interviews we've got so many people that love not just us as the leaders of the church or not just us as as adults but who yeah. really love and invest in our kids and we have seen them grow up so much it's like if you are on family or mission wait to see how your kids grow in yeah, faith so one of the things you might see us jostling like this it's because we've, we've said like <laughs> it's the way we work we've got to watch time but also if we're talking too much we'll nudge one another so if you see that going on we're helping one another we're not arguing <laughs> um but so one of the things that you guys may be worried about often when you talk about family on mission is what about my children? If you've got mm. children, you might be thinking, I'm not cornerstone. You're talking about multiplying into lots of different communities across Medway. You've got prophetic words about it. You're trying to be mm. obedient to Jesus. Exciting. It's not just a clever idea that Adam and Julian or some other people have had in a room. But this is about responding to the spirit of God. 
And one of the things is that the first thing you can think about, we thought about it when we were going to move to Sydney, is what, how does this impact yeah. our family? How does this impact our children? We love the fact that they get to go to a large youth group where there's a lot of direct input. Mm. But one of the things we found is actually going on mission in these smaller communities, as a very small community, is actually having an extended family. We've got aunts and uncles, mm. Jitta, you've just seen. She invites our boys over to cook. She's been looking out do for them. Do their gardening. Um, do, they've done their gardening. She's really blessed them in that. Mm. We've recently, as a family, helped a family move to Sittingbourne, and our boys played a massive part yeah. in that. And so they're, gr they're growing up now. They're obviously a bit older now. They're not little kids. But it's that thing of actually where they, they grow up in a family rather than having this separate silo of young mm. people that they're a part of, and it stretches them and it causes them to... And adults have got relationships for them and they're being like aunties and uncles looking out for them like they would do in your nuclear yeah. family. That's been beautiful for us because it's, it's it's solved all of the, the little concerns that we had as a family. Yeah. And um, we've spoken a bit about food because food's clearly quite important to yeah. us, but it's clearly important in the Bible as well. Jesus ate with loads of people. You see it throughout the New Testament if you read it. And here in Acts it says they breaking were the breaking bread together. And um, for the first year bef before lockdown, um, every midweek we'd have food together as a church. And, it, you know, you think, oh, that's easy when it's only a couple of families or about 10, 12 of you. When it gets to 20, you know, you have to – but it was so good. To re it really builds community. You have conversations around a table. You try different foods. People bring and share stuff. Um, you get the opportunity to pray with people while you're doing it. It's just such a real like connection time, I think. Yeah, well, one of the things we want to think of this almost the breaking of bread, not as wine and bread like communion, but this is about having a meal together, yeah. about sharing life together around the table. There's all these little conversations that happen. It's not a programmed event. It's everyday life. One of the things when you're a family on mission is what are you going to do every day that you can invite others into? Yeah. What are we going to do every day? We're going to have a meal and we're going to eat. We, we try all the time, even with the kids getting older and being teenagers, and we try and have dinner together all the time. We try and protect that time. So that's the one time we're all together, even when we've got kids out with mates yeah. or people going to the gym or whatever. And we can. the easiest thing is we're going to cook anyway. We're going to have like the table's big enough always for room for one more so we invite people over for dinner it's not a stress mm -hmm. we're not thinking we've got to get out the best china and all that but for us in a church planting scenario but also for you guys in everyday community that stuff is the glue that binds yeah. a community together it's like it's the thing and jesus is there with us it says where two or three gathered in my name there i am amongst them so when you're doing it under the authority of scripture meeting together around the table jesus is there and if we're opening the word and we're talking about that which we do um, actually, Jesus is, starts doing stuff. So we've had Esther stay with us yeah. for a long time. She's been in our bubble during lockdown. The last year, it's been a bit difficult to do that. But we've had so many barbecues and different yeah. things like that. It's been like the ministry of the table is, hundreds of is huge. We've had hundreds yeah. of people pass yeah. through our high house. Not all of them have stuck. Some have joined us for a season. Some have just passed through. But it's that thing of like connecting of hearts. It happens around the table, not in a classroom or in a church service. That's what we found. Mm. And then the last one, do you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, the this? last one. They were also devoted to prayer. Yeah. How amazing. It's like all the other things you can kind of do as part of your everyday routine. We can do that in our own strength. Mm. It's like we can read the Bible. We can um, have food together. We can be part of a community and help each other out. But then there's prayer. It's like it's not about you. It's not mm. about me. It's not about us. It's about God. Yeah. And actually, it's us coming under the apostles' teaching and under the authority of God and saying, these things are great and I can do it, but we want your Holy Spirit to come 
and to do something different in our lives and the lives of those around us. Yeah, just thinking of these four practices, they're, they're the practices, if we looked at the window of our everyday life as disciples, do we represent mm. these four things? Are we under the authority of apostolic teaching? Are we fleshing that out? Um, are we in relationship with one another, a fellowship, like where we're in and out of one another's homes, um, not just through events, but actually in everyday community? Are we around the table together? And then are we in prayer together? And it's almost like there's two normal practices you could do just as a, whatever community, well, it's better not do that, as a community group. Um, so you could be like in, in fellowship and eating together, but you could be any old group doing that. Mm. You could be a humanist society and meet together and eat together. Mm. But they're bookended by these two practices of under apostolic teaching, under word, and then prayer, under spirit. And so mm. we want to be a community that's bookended or enveloped by word and spirit. spirit ministry. And that then brings life into the community, brings Jesus into the presence um, of, of what we're doing. And so what we want to do is just very quickly, we've gone 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, so we got three we're, we're just going to rattle through these. Mm. So we're going to just give you three little things to consider. What could you do? Cornerstone City Church, Hope Church, Medway. The first one is don't spectate, but participate. So I don't know if you know, there's a football match happening tonight, <laughs> England versus Italy. It's a huge, huge game. I'm super stoked and excited for it. Um, wouldn't it be great to have a ticket to be in the ground to watch that? Wouldn't it be great to be on the bench and be even closer amongst the players to watch it? But how much more to actually have skin in the game, put your boots on, get on the pitch and to take part and participate it's like that in the church. As we have, look at that, it's coming <laughs> home. It's coming home, guys. But wouldn't it be great? Like, I think in church life, it's very easy. During the last year, we've all mm. taken a back seat. I'm sure at Cornerstone, like in Hope Church, there's a lot more that's been put on, on a few leaders. Um, and it's kind of a bit of a front-led thing. And we've become spectators in a way for the last year or year and a half. And our kind of spiritual muscles might have atrophied or wasted a little bit. Be thinking, what can mm. I do as an individual, as a family, as church families together, particularly across Medway and different towns, but also in Sittingbourne, what can we do mm. together? What, how can we participate? Next one. Yeah, I think, and that leading on from that, I want to say, don't discount yourself. Um, I know some of you do. I used to do that all the time. Um, my self-esteem for most of my life has been really low. So what what can I do? I'm only... I'm only young. I'm only a woman. Um, there's nothing special about me. But actually, you've heard how people have really supported one another here in Hope Church Sittingbourne by helping someone move, by making a meal, by teaching someone to cook, by walking the dog. You can do these things or something different. You can help. You can support. You can get involved. Doesn't matter what your family looks like within your house. There is some way that you can participate. So don't discount yourself. Really encourage you. Get involved. Ask the question, how can I help? How can I help this vision that is from the word of God, that is from our leaders, that is from the apostles teaching? How can I help bring this into fruition? Great. And then the last one, just very quickly, we're 17 and a half minutes. Sorry, guys. But is not to think, um, you know, like that family or, or family and mission, but it's family on mission. And so don't think of like, just a Sunday event or a midweek gathering. That's all we're going to do. Think of yourself as like 24-7 living in community, mm. ideally in and around towns. I know that's the vision of the church is no to see area. like mm. strawberry plants birthed across all the different towns in Medway. Um, and just be thinking, like, how can we as a family or as an individual, how can I connect with others that have got a heart to do that? Mm. How can we organise to do that? What can we do to help make that happen? I know that the leadership team there, if, if they had all of you starting to say, look, we want to, here I am, send me. I want to play my part. I want to get exactly. on my toes. I don't want to be sat yeah. back down on the seat. I don't want to be someone that's finding all the problems. I want to be someone that's finding solutions. Like, try and get yourself like in that position. We get that there's early adopters and late adopters and people that might be slow to that. 
It's the same for us here in Sittingbourne. And that's one of the things we're thinking coming out of lockdown. What can we all do to sort of birth this sort of community? That's what it is to be a family on mission like us, but yeah. also a family churches together on mission. And so that's it, guys. Eight and a half minutes. Sorry for going over. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. What's next? Hi, guys. Gosh, it's so good to see you. Honestly, wonderful to have you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, wow, wow, wow. Uh, God really spoke through you guys really powerfully. Honestly, you literally spoke into so many things that we've been trying to grapple with and get our head around over the last few weeks and months. Uh, so thank you. That was brilliant. A um, couple of quick questions. Um, Natalie, I love what you said when you said we're a family, we're a family, it's a family faith adventure yeah. i love that so i'm just wondering tell me what are some of the best fun things that you guys have done as a family on mission oh most fun things um, <laughs> I, I think part part of it is uh we'll have to go back a few years before we moved to Sittingbourne. it's kind of when gordon had a sabbatical that's when our that kind of little phrase first came to my mind a family mm -hmm. faith adventure and then we were exploring as a family we we're talking to the kids you know feels like we're moving on anyone else get that sense and they were kind of in agreement with that and then we'd go and visit places didn't we we came yeah. here we'd come to the cinema and we'd pray around different areas and and stuff like that so that's that's the kind of things that are fun or even like having people around for meals having barbecues in the back garden mm -hmm. these are you might think well is that really faith it's like yes because we're here we want to build god's church we want to see people come to faith so we're talking to our neighbors we're you know buying them shopping when they need it we're making food if they need it you know that that's what it is and our kids have really grasped onto that i've really loved how they've taken it on as well wow one of our kids when a few people done something nice for us they went out to the shops of their own volition and they bought thank you gifts and cards to give to those people that have been kind to us come um, on and our daughter is great at making brownies so i think nearly everyone in the church has tasted her brownies you know she's a very generous hearted girl she's uh, got a very generous I know. Yeah. so that's that's for me that's the fun part of being family on mission yeah i think just to add something onto that so a very practical thing is when we were making big decisions we'd heard from god about sitting born yeah. and, um, and i'd heard like the name of the church and natalie and the kids hadn't quite they weren't there but they knew some change was coming we processed that in prayer and lots of conversations over my sabbatical three months um, and then we started to invite the kids into just praying about things yeah. like um, school moves house yeah. moves and it wasn't like mum and dad are doing all the work yeah. and you're just going to toe the line they were they were right in the middle of it like adults yeah. praying about it and one of our boys lewis he got a word from god about yeah. cornerstones really strong and it'll be a bit like cutting something off of a plant they can do without us and then we'll be planted in sitting ball and, and we'll bring strength there yeah. and it's like wow. spoke to our kids to us to confirm yeah. to us that actually yeah this isn't we're not twisting their arms and trying to do what we want to do but this is from god he's speaking wow. to all of us that was really exciting how um, wonderful as I say, for, our, for us, our journey obviously started years ago and our kids are now teenagers. Yeah. So it doesn't matter the age of your kids. Um, ask them where they're yeah. at with faith, what what they see as their strengths, their desires. Because really, when we put all that together and we heard from them, their voice, that really helped build who we are as a family on mission. Wow. 
Wow, I love that. I love that. And I remember it's funny when we were called to come to the UK, um, we asked God to speak to Aidan about it too. And he did separately in quite an amazing way. And I love it. It's about what you're saying. It's about a family calling. So that's awesome, guys. Yeah. Look, just wondering, just a story of how you've noticed your kids' faith and their relationship with God flourish um, as a result of faith on mission. Mm-hmm. Sorry, family on mission. I don't know. There's, there's some quite. Um quite big things that have happened and changed like character formation for sure Mm. um you know I think Mm -hmm. even people from Cornerstone if you saw our kids today you wouldn't recognize them as the kids that left three years ago they've obviously grown up a bit so they're a bit bigger and stronger and a bit hairier than they (laughs) were before (laughs) but their character has really been formed yeah I think a lot of it's in these little moments where they're just doing things of their own off their own bat we're not asking and what could we do it's just naturally happening and they're taking responsibility they're wanting to serve in the plant so both the boys are helping set up and run the tech stuff and um, that's not an effort we're not having to beg them to go to church and force them to it's just naturally sort of coming from them which is great that is brilliant guys so it sounds like you've really included them throughout the whole process right from the beginning when this new thing was being birthed that god had called you to uh, and you were stepping out in faith, you've included them in the whole process and it's part of their adventure. It's part of their their faith journey as well. That's wonderful, really yeah, wonderful. I, I think it's the thing of God calls us all or not at all. Yeah. And so either we're all doing it or we're not doing it. And yeah, so if, come on. if we need to slow down for people to catch up, whether it's in our family or even as a church, yeah. we're not in a rush. So we've had the word about being a barge, oh, not a speedboat. Speed and it boat, means naturally. we need to let everyone catch up with what we're doing. And some people get on and get back off again. Yeah but we're not sort of throttled down all the way. And I think that counts both as a family, but also as a church yeah. family, that yeah. it's called us all or it's not called us at all. And that Amen. then helps us be obedient. It's either from God or it's not. And if it's not, we shouldn't do it. And if it Amen. is, we not do anything else. I think it's being honest as well, being real with where we're at when I'm having a bad day or if there's something that you're noticing in someone else's behavior, you go, hey, what's going on there? Just like noticing and being aware and yeah, not being ashamed of really encouraging and giving good feedback and not being ashamed of saying the opposite you know and that goes for household as well as outside yeah 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 fantastic guys look i'm really conscious of time i've got my helpful assistant in the background saying i've got one more minute (laughs) so what i'd really love you to do i think it was really powerful when you talked about uh breaking down that mindset of family and mission or family or mission and talk of talking about family on mission so is there any way you guys could pray into that and ask for god to break the power of that real lie because it is a lie from the enemy isn't it this sense that we have to choose it's either when actually it's not so could you pray for god to break that mindset over us and be able to walk into the fullness of what you guys are talking about okay. yeah. yeah god we thank you father that we can mm-hmm. see the truth of your words as we've, as we've read this morning we thank you for the incredible example the acts church yes. has been. and i thank you so much for how we have seen this family on mission being worked out in Sittingbourne with how yeah. we've been able to love people and other people have really loved us mm-hmm. in ways they couldn't even really realise. They might think it's a small thing, but actually to us it's meant something fantastic. Yeah. 
and I do pray Father, for Cornerstone City Church that you'll yes, gather up people to really get hold of this mission mindset, that yes. you'll really draw them into your heart and that you'll show them the value of all of these things we've spoken about this morning, yes. that you will drip feed um, community into them. And Father, we do pray that you will stir hearts and minds of how can we love one another? How can I help? Um, and I pray, Father, for any of those that might have discounted themselves like I have done in the past, that you will just take away the lies of the enemy because that's what it is and we just thank you father for the reality that we are all created in your image and actually being a family or mission is a great opportunity to demonstrate what it is that you've put in us for your kingdom's glory and to reflect who you are so Mm. i do thank you father you've made us all different with different parts of your character to reflect help us to do that lord amen lord amen amen thanks guys absolutely brilliant i'm going to end with a quote from one of you i don't know who said this but it's a brilliant thing to end with Um, it's coming home (laughs) (laughs) yay Yeah. So <laughs> what are you going to do every day that we can invite people into? And I think that's a great thing to think about. What can I invite people into in my every day? So thanks, guys. You've been awesome. Lovely, Lovely seeing you. Well and done. keep praying for us, guys. Thank you. Love you. Great family. Bye. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Awesome. How good was that, Adam? Yeah, great questions. And, Aren't um, they amazing? What wisdom. I know, yeah. Let's all go and join Hope Church. (laughs) And it's been lovely having people, like it was getting a glimpse of the heart and the DNA of Hope Church people, you know, by hearing testimonies and their worshipping hearts. And it's just been a delight. So it's great to have you all.